Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, wel- wel- welcome back. All right, y'all. Y'all know I ain't no rapper. But um, welcome back to Clutch Time with Mike on the mic. Y'all, I know it's it's been forever, but we, we back. We here. Y'all leave me alone. Just just leave me alone because I know some of y'all probably listen to this like he was going good and then he just blew it. But I'm back. We back and brand new. Welcome to 2020. Um, so let's jump right into it. First things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil, for real. I always say that when I say first things first. But um, shout out to my man's Luke Keekley. News dropped last night, uh, Carolina Panthers middle linebacker, that he was going to retire at the tender and ripe age of 28. That's crazy that I'm older than him. That's how I know I'm getting old because he's like a kid. He's just retiring. It's crazy. Um he didn't really say, I didn't watch the video, his retirement video, but I do believe he's retiring because of concussions. Um, that concussion he got in 2016 where he was looking around confused and it looked like he wanted to cry and all of that. Concussions ain't no joke. Trust me, I've had one. They're, they're not no joke. And if you continuously get them, if your doctor's worth anything, they're going to tell you you need to hang it up or you might do some permanent damage on top of the damage that's already been done. Um, Luke Keekley played eight seasons, seven-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, one-time Defensive Player of the Year. Sounds like a Hall of Famer to me. Um, arguably the best middle linebacker in football his entire career. I would, you know, give you a debate on between him and uh, Bobby Wagner up there in Seattle, but can't go wrong with either one of them. Um, so salute to him. Shout out to him. And um, something I heard this morning on First Take, uh, Max Kellerman was saying basically, you know, we have to stop looking at NFL careers as failures if they're not as long as what we're accustomed to, seeing players playing, you know, 13, 14, 15 years. But for somebody like Luke Keekley, who made such an impact in eight seasons, definitely a Hall of Famer. And other names that come to mind, Rob Gronkowski retired before he was 30, and Rob Gronkowski's probably the best tight end I've ever seen. That includes Tony Gonzalez. That includes Shannon Sharp, Antonio Gates, Kellen Winslow, um, Mike Ditka, whoever else you want to name, um, that he he tops them all. Like he was the true matchup nightmare. Um, Calvin Johnson retired before he was 30. Um, Calvin Johnson, in my opinion, mine, me, Michael, my opinion, He's definitely, in my opinion, a top five receiver ever. I've never seen somebody be triple covered and still catch the ball. Like, Megatron was different. That's his nickname for those who don't know. Calvin Johnson, a.k.a. Megatron. That man was different. He was 6'6", ran a 4'3", and his catch radius was out of this world. Um. It's crazy. So um, I can't think of nobody else. Oh, well, yeah. Patrick Willis, he retired before he was 30. Patrick Willis definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Patrick Willis was Ray Lewis 2.0. Patrick Willis was a beast in the middle of that San Francisco defense, and he gave it up. I have no idea why he retired. I never even looked at it, but when he hung it up, I said, we'll see you in Canton. Um, <clears throat> funny, though, I did see 
a video on Twitter, uh, not a video, but like a tweet on Twitter that said uh, three legends. It was Luke Kuechly, Rob Gronkowski, and Andrew Luck, and they said three legends gone too soon because they are retired. And I just laughed because Andrew Luck is not a legend. Good, good quarterback, good quarterback, but he couldn't stay healthy. Um, he's a turnover machine, and he never lived up to what he was billed as coming out of Stanford. Like, a lot of people said that he was the best quarterback prospect since John Elway back in the 80s. So that lets you know what what class they thought he was going to be and never quite lived up to it. Never made a Super Bowl, never was an MVP. I'm sure he was a pro bowler. I don't know his stats or anything off the top of my head, but definitely wasn't a legend. He just, yeah, he was just a fill-in for Peyton Manning as – Uncle Shannon Sharp says you never want to be the guy that comes after the guy, unless you're Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers was, is definitely better than Brett Favre. Don't debate me. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to get that out. Um, again, shout out to Luke Keekley. I was never a Panthers fan, but I did like Luke the way he played. It's a bad boy. It's a bad boy. Um, but moving right along to some other things we need to talk about. Um, Sadly, we have three NFL games left this year. Like, football season's about to be over, and I want to cry because I need football in my life. Football comes on Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because I love college football too. So some college games comes on Friday, of course, on Saturday. The NFL is Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. I'm so depressed. We have the NFC Championship game, the AFC Championship game, and then the Super Bowl. The Pro Bowl is whack. I don't count that as a game. I hate the NFL Pro Bowl. The only professional sports league that has a wonderful all-star game is the NBA. The rest of them suck. That's just my opinion. Whatever. Um, But I don't even want to talk about the games. None of that. Well, hold on. I do want to talk about a game. Bill O'Brien needs to be fired. You let a team, you went up 24 to nothing. You let a team then outscore you 51 to 7. You were up 24 points and you got outscored at the end of the game by 20. He should be fired. Next, moving on. Let's talk about the, I guess you could say, the plight of the black quarterback. Um, I don't know if y'all noticed, but a lot of the best quarterbacks these days are black. And that is awesome to say. Um, I'm just going to give you three because I think what we saw in the NFC, or excuse me, in the AFC for much of the 2000s and much of this decade as well. Um, I believe it was from 2004 all the way until this season, if I'm not mistaken, that Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, or Joe Flacco, because he was in there too, have been the representative from the AFC in the Super Bowl. That's crazy. That's a crazy stat to hear. It's like 16, 15 or 16 years, however long it is. And I I might be wrong on the stat, but I just remember seeing that. Um, But I think as... Peyton Manning has retired. 
Um, I really don't know if Big Ben's going to come back because I believe he had to have Tommy John surgery on his elbow, and I know that's a hard injury to come back from. I know that Tom Brady is about to be 43 and he still wants to play. I don't know if he's going to be new in New England or not. Um, if I was him, I'd go, like everybody said, to the Chargers. Um, you could put butts in the seat and they have way more weapons than they have in New England. Unless Bill Belichick did this just to get you out of New England because he's tired of you, which I wouldn't put it past Bill Belichick. But I think for the foreseeable future, 2020 going on for I don't know how long, I think the next elite quarterbacks that are going to be in the league are Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's only been in the league for two years. Deshaun and Patrick Mahomes have been in the league for three years now. And Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes got drafted in the same draft. Yet somehow, uh, Mitchell Trubisky got drafted before the both of them. And the, the Bears traded up to get him. They could have had Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. That's crazy, isn't it? Boy, when your organization is trash, they are trash. But I'm just going to read some stats off to you guys um, just to put into perspective about what I mean. So let's start with Deshaun Watson. I love Deshaun Watson. I hate that he's in Houston because they don't have an offensive line, and their defense is terrible. Like, Terrible. Like JJ Watt's not the same player, and Whitney Merciless ain't all that. I have no idea who's in their secondary because their corners are trash. And I'm just like I, I'm not a fan of Bill O'Brien at all. Like I understand that he keeps winning the division um, and all of that, but the the AFC South, you know, with my Titans in it, they're the the AFC South is just not that good of a division. Not gonna lie. And I'll get to why I'm, I'll, I'll tell you why I say that, and then I'll hype up my own team in a minute. But I'm, I'm going to just give you all some stats. Like I said, I think Deshaun Watson is already elite, and I would legit put him in my top five quarterbacks in the league today. If not top five, top six, it's kind of hard to keep him out of there. So Deshaun Watson been in the league for three years. He has thrown – for 9,716 yards, he's thrown 71 touchdowns, 29 picks. Um, this was his first season of throwing double-digit picks. Understandable. Um, he's ran for 12,000 or 1,233 yards so far in his career. He's been to the playoffs two out of his three seasons. His first season, he tore his ACL, so he was out. Um, I think Deshaun Watson has a big arm. He's a big play waiting to happen. He is smart. He's accurate. And he is cerebral in the way he plays. I don't know if you guys ever saw the clip when they were playing the Panthers earlier this season, and he broke down the def the Panthers' entire defense. Listen, y'all, I know a lot about football. I understand coverages. I understand offensive plays. I understand spacing. I understand a lot. If you play football and you just keep up with it, you pick up on things. But the way he broke down the Panthers defense, at some point I was like, bro, that went way over my head because I never would have thought that. And I think that he is going to be one of the elite, elite quarterbacks. Um, if I had to compare him to somebody, like those those guys I was talking about, I would say – 
that Deshaun Watson would be Big Ben. Always consistent, always in the mix. He might he might not have won as much as Tom Brady has, but Big Ben's gonna go to the Hall of Fame. And you know that if Big Ben played in the Super Bowl, you know, he won two out of three. And Big Ben, for the most part, outside of playing the Patriots, he really shows up. He's showed up in big games. So I would say Deshaun Watson would be Big Ben. The next guy, Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm not going to lie to y'all. When I watched Lamar Jackson in college, I really saw Michael Vick, and I didn't see the passing at all. I really didn't. Um, he got drafted, and I give credit to the Ravens because they did what they were supposed to do. They tailored their offense to fit him. He's only been in the league for two years. He just finished his second season. He's definitely going to win the NFL MVP. There's no doubt about that. Um, there's no if ands, or buts about that. He's definitely going to win the NFL MVP. Now, sadly, he did already bow out the playoffs. You know, they had the bye and then they ended up losing to the Titans, and he did have three turnovers in that game. So I understand everybody's criticism of him, but what I hate to hear, guys like Bill Polian, um, idiots, who when Lamar Jackson came out said he should be a running back or he should be a wide receiver, he can't play quarterback. But all he did this season was throw for 3,127 yards, 36 touchdowns, only six interceptions. He also ran for an NFL record 1,206 yards um, with an additional seven rushing touchdowns. Um, Lamar Jackson has had two bad playoff games. I understand that. I do. I get it. But let's not sit here and act like we haven't seen this same thing from Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning has been 14-2, and two, go into the playoffs, get a bye, the divisional round come up, and he throws it. He has a dud. It happens to everybody. Every, every great quarterback in history has had a bad playoff game. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, Brett Favre, John Elway, all of them, Steve Young, every last one of them has had a bad game in the playoff. It happens. The only thing that sucks for Lamar is that Lamar is black and he's breaking the mold. And people just want to find a reason to tear him down because that's the world we live in today. But if I had to compare somebody, I would say Lamar Jackson is Peyton Manning. And I say that because of the numbers that he's going to put up playing the position that he plays and the way that he plays. Is he going to have some bad games? Yes. Am I saying he's better than Peyton Manning? No. Y'all, hold your horses. Am I saying Deshaun Watson is better than Big Ben? No, that's not what I'm saying. For their careers, no, they're not. Right now, he is. Um, I'm just making these comparisons because those are the quarterbacks that ran the the AFC, and these are the quarterbacks that I think are going to run the AFC for the foreseeable future. And last but not least, we know for a fact that Tom Brady has ran the AFC damn near his whole career. He's won 10 division titles. He's played in like eight straight conference championship games outside of this year. Um, he's been to nine Super Bowls, won six. You can make an argument that he definitely should have lost. 
should only have four and should be four and five in the in the Super Bowl. But you know, let's not be like Pete Carroll and be stupid here. Um, Tom Brady is about to be forty three. He looks like he could play for another two years, but I feel like he's not. I, I, he might honestly just shock us and retire because his wife said, "Hey, it's time to give it up." Got to listen to what your wife say. Who knows? I don't know. But I think the person that is going to be the next Tom Brady is Patrick Mahomes. Y'all, Patrick Mahomes has been in the NFL for three years. He sat his first year behind Alex Smith because they they got him. He was with Andy Reid. They they did good that season. And then they let Alex Smith go and was like, we drafted Patrick Mahomes. Let's let him do what he do. Cool. No problem with it. All Patrick Mahomes did for his first season as a starter, he threw for 5,097 yards. He threw 50 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. As a follow-up to that, and he was hurt this season, so he missed, I believe, three or four games. This year, he threw for 4,031 yards, 26 touchdowns, five picks. So in his career, so far in three years, He's thrown for 9,412 yards, 76 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. I will not lie to y'all. Had the NFL had different overtime rules, I think the Chiefs would have won the Super Bowl last year. That game against the Patriots went into the into overtime, and Patrick Mahomes never got to touch the ball. Um, if you guys watched that Texans and uh, Chiefs game this past weekend when he was down 24-0, he never looked – rattled he never looked like he didn't know what was about to happen and once the Chiefs get going it's like a it's like the Phoenix Suns on a basketball court back in the day with Steve Nash they were just scoring left and right they erased a 24 point deficit in 10 minutes in football that is hard to do 10 minutes 10 minutes y'all I think for the foreseeable future the AFC is going to run through Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes because he's about to get some mega contract. He's probably going to be the first $200 million quarterback. And they've locked up just about all of the pieces that they need. Now, I still think that they need to shore up that defense. Yeah, they're playing good now, but I don't think that uh, that defense is going to be as good as they are right now forever. Don't think so. They were terrible last year. Um so, I think Patrick Mahomes will end up being the next Tom Brady. Is he going to win six Super Bowls? I doubt it. I doubt it. But is he as good as Tom Brady? You you damn right he is. That is a bad boy. And I can say this because I you know, I cuz I can say this. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL right now. I know Lamar Jackson just had the season that he had. But y'all know how what I say is only one season. He might revert back to regular next year. Who knows? But Patrick Mahomes, for these two seasons, when he's been on the field, the Chiefs have looked damn near unstoppable. And right now, he's by far the best quarterback in football. I know that Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers are still playing, but Drew Brees is 40, and Drew Brees showed his age in that wild card game. He just had a terrible game. And Aaron Rodgers, for as great as he's been, for as long as he has been, and he, to me, 
talent-wise, is the best quarterback I have ever seen play the game of football. Right now, he's not better than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, oh my god, I don't I don't think there's enough words to describe how good of a quarterback he is. And he just looks like he's out there just tossing the ball around, having fun. Like you see some quarterbacks where they always look mad and they look stressed and they look like, oh, my God, if I don't score here, we're going to lose and this, that, and the third. Like they got the weight on the world on his shoulders. He doesn't. He looks like he's out there playing carefree, like he's been doing this for ages, and he's only been in the league for three years. So shout out to those three guys for having great, great seasons. Um, I hope – that this weekend my Titans run all over the Chiefs like they ran the Patriots out of the the wild card and they ran Lamar Jackson out of the playoffs. Um, but I just don't think we have enough firepower to keep up with the Chiefs. If we beat the Chiefs, I'll be shocked. I'm just being real about it. I'll be shocked. Um, if they blow us out, it wouldn't shock me. That's how potent their offense is and their defense has been playing pretty damn well um, over the last few weeks of the season. I know Derrick Henry is a hard boy to stop, so if they can bottle up Derrick Henry, that means that Ryan Tannehill has to throw us to a victory. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. Ryan Tannehill turned our season around because we looked terrible. We were 2-4. and four. We ended up 9-7. and seven. Um, I just don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. Like, and I hope they don't break the bank to re-sign him because I think he's just going to revert back to being what he was in Miami. That's just me, y'all. I'm a pessimist about my team because we'd be out here making some of these draft picks, and I'd be confused. i I really be confused, y'all. Like, I do. Just for instance, let me give you an example. We drafted, I think his name, well, his name is Jayon Brown. No, it was Zach Brown. We drafted Zach Brown. And just for an example, say we drafted Zach Brown in the second round, but Jalen Smith from the Cowboys was still on the board. We would draft Zach Brown because he's healthy right now versus the the Cowboys who, you know, took a flyer on Jalen Smith and it took him a year and a half to get back to, you know, him being able to play after that ligament injury that he had in his knee. But Jalen Smith is one of the best young linebackers in football. It's paying dividends. Zach Brown's not even on our team anymore. He's gone. I just, sometimes I don't get it. I really don't. But whatever, shout out to us for beating the Patriots and beating the Ravens. So uh, to my boy B-Mac and Ant and uh, all these other, and Sed and all these other Ravens fans, y'all kick rocks. We ran y'all jokers all up out y'all stadium. And to the Patriots fans or Tom Brady fans, Mute, yeah, we got him the F up out of there too. And we pick six him at the end. I hope he retired so his last play was a pick six. Yeah, I'm talking junk. Tennessee Titans all day, baby, tighten up. But back to reality, I honestly think it's probably about to be the Chiefs and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. And I would say the Chiefs would win it because I don't think you can keep any good offense down forever. And Jimmy G doesn't have – I don't think he got it. Like, he looks good in San Francisco because they have a solid team. But, yeah, Patrick Mahomes all day. Um, so that's my segment about football. I have other things to talk about. But um, I just wanted to 
you know, bring light about Luke Keekley Luke retiring and talk about the black quarterbacks that are in the NFL making history out here doing, you know, extraordinary things that you didn't think you'd ever see. Uh, listen, I was young when Mike Vick was, was in the league with the Falcons. And if you got to see that when it was happening, like – I don't think y'all understand. When we used to play Madden 2004, it was more Falcons versus Falcons games going on than anything because everybody wanted to play with Michael Vick. That's how good he was. But Michael Vick at no point is as good as a passer as Lamar Jackson is right now. Sorry. That might be hard for some of y'all to swallow. But Mike Vick was an experience, but Lamar Jackson – might be a better experience. His runs and juke moves and the things he does on the football field are unbelievable. Do y'all hear me? And he broke Mike Vick rushing record by over almost 200 yards. Bruh, Lamar Jackson is lethal. Lethal. And if I had to rank them quarterbacks right now, Patrick Mahomes first, Deshaun Watson second, and then Lamar Jackson. But I think Lamar Jackson can end up being the second best out that group. And you never know. He might surprise and take this loss as motivation and come out, you know, throwing bombs next year and, and looking real accurate and doing all of that. You never know. He might challenge Patrick Mahomes. And I think once we get Deshaun Watson a proper offensive line, then Deshaun Watson will be out here putting up even better numbers than he already is. Um I know we we got some other black quarterbacks doing well, but none of them stood out like these three did because all three of them made the playoffs. They all had winning records. And, I mean, the AFC for the foreseeable future is going to run through Kansas City, Baltimore, and Houston is what it seems like. So shout-out to them and um, shout-out to Luke Keekley. We're going to take a quick break. Listen to the sponsors and all of that. And then we'll be right back. We're going to talk a little NBA. Um, and we'll find some other stuff to talk about. Because I got some stuff written down on my phone. I'm just not looking at it right now. But we're going to talk about that. And we'll be right back with more Clutch Time with Mike on the mic. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Clutch Time with Mike on the mic. We back on the mic. Um, so we did the NFL stuff last segment. I still got some more NFL stuff I want to talk about, but I want to do a couple of quick hitters that I've been seeing over the last, um, few weeks that are, um, crazy to me. Cause I really feel like it'd be stuff be going over people's head. Like they hear somebody say something like, for example, that Russell Westbrook is the best player or is the, yeah, the best player to ever put on. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder uniform and I think what people all they heard was best player they immediately say no Russell Westbrook is not better than Kevin Durant I mean if that's your prerogative cool I ain't gonna argue with you but when you say that is the best player that put on a uniform for a certain organization it's more than just about talent it's more than just about what you've done on the court and everything like that. So as y'all know, uh, Russell Westbrook this past summer got traded to Houston. Um, 
he had, like he said, he wore a shirt that said no regrets and it had all the, you know, major statistical categories that he was first in in their franchise history, which is basically everything. Um, and uh, last week was his first time back on Oklahoma City since being traded. Of course, um, that franchise has never played a tribute video for tribute video for anybody. Um, usually when players leave and then they come back, depending on who it is, like when Paul George came back, they cheered. Um, it's not like they uh, they didn't boom or anything. They just gave him a little cheer and kept it moving. You know, when Kevin Durant came back, as soon as they showed Kevin Durant, they booed that man out of the arena. Everybody was wearing cupcake shirts and all this, that, and the third when he went to Golden State. Cool. James Harden comes back, little cheer. He got traded. Um, you know, he, he got traded from them and he didn't I mean they made the finals but he was never in Oklahoma City he was never Russ he was never Kevin Durant um so when Russ came back he got a tribute video um I'm sure they're gonna end up building him a statue outside of that arena he's probably gonna have his jersey retired there like as soon as he retires um and I get it Russell Westbrook didn't leave well he left but he gave them 11 years of 100% 100% energy, 100% effort, and everything he had for 11 seasons. He won an MVP, and we used to call Oscar Robertson the triple-double king, but that is definitely Russell Westbrook. Did it for three straight seasons, and one of those seasons he won an MVP, and that was after Kevin Durant left, and he dragged that sorry team to the playoffs. Um, Russell Westbrook, like every player that's ever played in the NBA, has his faults. You know, by how you, the way he plays, some things I don't like. But one thing I've always said, I love the effort that he plays with on the court every single night. If Russell Westbrook is on the floor, he's never going to shortchange you for energy and effort. He might have a bad game, but best believe he gave 1,000%. Um, the, best, the best thing I could say about that whole Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, who's the best – um, look at, I mean, I know Kevin Durant left, but Oklahoma City has never, to me, been seen as a big, as a sports town with a bunch of people that just hate when their players leave and all this, that, and the third. So for Kevin Durant to get the response that he got, he never said anything bad about OKC that I can remember, um, and neither did Russ. But look at the response that Kevin Durant got versus the response that Russell Westbrook got. He's beloved. He did so much for his community, and he never cheated those people. Maybe they felt cheated by Kevin Durant. I don't know. Um, Of course, there was a Twitter exchange when Kendrick Perkins, who used to play in Oklahoma City with Russ and um, with KD, said that we're about to watch the best player to put on an Oklahoma City uniform. Um come back tonight and of course some guy responded um he had the blue check so he must have been a sports writer or something and pert responded to him and i think where it went wrong was that he mentioned kevin durant's name we know how twitter fingers is kevin durant is you know he replied and then him and pert started throwing shots at each other um i thought it was hilarious but the next day pert went on the jump and said he don't regret nothing he said he said he told the truth that's his truth by all means um, I understand exactly what Perk was trying to say, and Rachel Nichols summed it up the best. She brought up the Lakers. If you, and listen to what I'm saying, y'all, because I know some of y'all are going to do exactly what people was doing. 
if you say who is the best player to ever play for the Lakers, Rachel Nichols said you're either talking about Kareem or LeBron. She said if you're talking about the best player in Lakers history, like to ever put on the uniform, she said you're talking about Magic Johnson or um, Kobe Bryant. In my eyes, the best player to ever play for the Lakers, of course, to me is LeBron. But the best Laker in history is Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson in the 80s, as we all know, they went to, and well, two, well, what? Yeah, two years into the 90s, in 90 and 91. Um, Magic went to the finals nine times, won five, lost four. Three MVPs and was the face of the Showtime Lakers. Him and Kareem and James Worthy and uh, whoever else is on that team. Byron Scott and Norm Nixon and all of that. All of them guys. Um, What Magic did for the Lakers organization on the court, outside, off the court, and what he's done since he's retired is iconic. So I would say he's the best Laker of all time. Like he's the best person to ever put on that uniform. That's based on on the court and off the court. And if you want to make an argument for Kobe Bryant because he was there for 20 years, um, that's cool. But if you're talking about just the best player that, you know, skill-wise on the court only that's played for the Lakers, it's either Kareem or LeBron, and I would say LeBron. But Nobody, nobody, not even me, would ever say that LeBron is the best Laker in Laker history, all things considered. To me, it's either Magic Johnson or Kobe Bryant, and I say Magic just because of what Magic is. Magic is a living legend and been doing it for God knows how long. Kobe's a living legend, but Magic Johnson, in most people's eyes, well, should be everybody's eyes, is the best point guard to ever play He's a savvy businessman, and he is all purple and gold. So that's just me, whatever. I think Russell Westbrook is the best player in Oklahoma City Thunder because, all things considered, look what he did on and off the court and what he meant to that franchise. Um, Not to say Kevin Durant wasn't great off the court, but the love that the people have for Russell Westbrook is unbelievable. He got a tribute video when the franchise had never did a tribute video for anybody. So that tells you the love that that franchise has for him. He went and hugged the owner um, and the general manager and all of that. And it's all love. They still love him. And look at the fans. They couldn't get enough of him to see him back. And you could see how much he misses Oklahoma City. Like, Russ is probably never going to win a championship. But, I mean, every player can't win a championship. And as beloved as he is in Oklahoma City, I would say it's something on the level of Philly's love for Allen Iverson. He never won a title, but Allen Iverson is one of the most iconic and transcendent players we've ever seen. I would put Russ in that category from the perspective of he was the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like after Kevin Durant left for those three years, that is what them people came to see, and that is who those people fell in love with. So me, I had no problem with what Perk said, um, but we just have to understand there's a difference when you're talking about the best player to ever play for that organization and the best player in that organization's history as just all things considered. In rant. Again, I didn't have a problem with it. And, I mean, if you had a problem with it, that's that's on you. Um, what else? Um 
I've I've harped on this a lot, but I'ma say it one more time. And this is for EJ because I know he's gonna listen. Listen, I don't care if James Harden goes out and scores 60 points every game for the rest of the season. I do not care. At some point in every all-time great's career, it becomes what are you doing in the postseason? After LeBron won his first MVP, well, not even then. Yeah, yeah, first MVP. Nobody cared what LeBron did in the regular season. It's good, you know, it keeps the stories rolling throughout the year, but we were just waiting for April, May, June, so we could see was he going to make it to the finals, was he going to win a title. Same thing with Kobe, same thing with Jordan, Magic, Shaq, Larry Bird, Hakeem Olajuwon, Wilt Chamberlain, Tim Duncan, uh, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who else you you want to name, whatever, Bill Russell, all of them. At this point in James Harden's career, I think James Harden is 30, probably about to be 31. I think James Harden has been in the league for like, eight or nine seasons now, probably 10, not exactly sure. But I don't care what he does in a regular season. He's a high-volume shooter. He had a triple-double the other night, like 41, 12, and 11. He took 34 shots. If you take 34 shots and you only score 40 points, bruh, your teammate grade like a D+. Like, that is frowned upon on 2K. Shooting too much. Um, so, I I just, I don't care. Like, him and Russ don't look like they work together on the court. They, I, they're both too ball dominant. And the shots that they be taking in some games is beyond me. One game, Russ was 7 of 30. And I think James Harden was like, 12 of 41 or something like something crazy between them they shot 70 shots and only hit like 18 18 or 19 shots that's crazy that's crazy I want James Harden to get in the playoffs and pull a shocker off like I keep saying it doesn't matter that you lose in the playoff it matters how you go out and the way he be going out the playoffs man It's terrible, bro. <laughs> I don't have any other words for it. Like, who cares about the regular season, James? You putting up all these regular season stats and you just flame out in the playoffs every year, bro. It's terrible. So I just want to speak on that because I'm sick of reading it. I'm sick of hearing about James Harden is a scoring machine and somebody said James Harden is the best scorer of the decade. Stop. Stop. He's nowhere near good as a scorer as Kevin Durant. Sorry. Sorry. Not that guy. Not that guy. As much as I don't like KD, I'm not going to sit here and act like this man can't drop. I think if Kevin Durant really decided to go out and be like, I'm about to just go do me, he could probably score 100 in a game easily. Like, he's that surreal offensively. Um, So I just want to talk about that because I'm sick of hearing about James Harden in these regular season games. Who – the hell cares that you score 50 points for the billionth time. Do that in the playoffs. How about that? How about that? Um, Let me talk about my motherfucking Tennessee Titans. That's what we're going to talk about. Talk about Derrick Henry. Get that man his money. 
because I was kind of off the Derrick Henry bandwagon because I hate that he starts season slow and then he picks up at the end and we don't make the playoffs. That is all for naught. But he is the first running back in history in the NFL, whole hundred years, to run for over 180 yards in three straight games. Derrick Henry is on another level right now. Nobody wants to tackle him. It's playoff time. People are hurt. You don't want to tackle some dude that's 6'3", 240, and high-stepping towards you. Like, you don't you don't want to tackle that. And I know before the Ravens game, Earl Thomas said, we're a little different over here because it looks like nobody wanted to tackle him. Earl Thomas got pushed out of a play twice. Like, I've seen that clip a million times. And I love Earl Thomas. I think Earl Thomas is still, like, top five free safeties in the game. Like, the man... It's going to go into Canton, Ohio, like first ballot. He is that good. But, bro, he was getting pushed around looking crazy. Um, My Titans defense has been clamping down. First they clamped down on Tom Brady, and then they clamped down on Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson had rushing yards, and he had the passing yards. But they forced three turnovers, and you can have three 400 yards passing. But if you got two picks and a fumble, that's all for not. And we scored, I think we scored off all three of them turnovers. So I like the run that we're on. I feel like it's probably going to come to an end on Sunday. But listen to me, y'all. Listen to me. If we beat Kansas City, don't talk to me. Because I'm just going to say my Titans are going to the Super Bowl. And where's your team at? At the crib. Because we talking about this season. And then don't let us win the Super Bowl. If we make it that far, bruh, y'all never hear the end of it. Y'all will never hear the end of it. But I know y'all are probably like, why are you, you pessimistic about your team, but you hope they go to the Super Bowl? I'm trying to be a realist about this team. Like, I understand our limitations. Like, we're not about to go out here and drop, you know, 50 points if, if we get into a shootout with the Chiefs. We're not. Our offense not built like that. We are built to run the football and play defense. I know Ryan Tannehill has had some big games, but I don't trust him. Never have, never will. I mean, he got cut by the Dolphins, bruh. Like, that's almost as bad as getting cut from the Browns. Like, that means you you really suck. You like Jamarcus Russell. Trash. I mean, he's doing good now, but I hope we don't break the bank and pay him. Because, honestly... I'll get that man a one-year kind. i franchise tag him, actually. Give him big money for one year, and the next year in the draft, um, do what we need to do, trade whatever assets we need to trade, and go draft Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. Um, yeah. Speaking of Clemson, let's quickly talk about uh, the LSU Tigers. Now, I have never, in my life, seen an offense destroy folks like LSU's offense did this year. I have seen some prolific college offenses, but they were legit three deep at wide receiver. They All three of them might go first round. I know that they're all not going to come out this year, but they all might go first round. The running back ran for 1,300 yards, and Thaddeus Moss, the tight end, ain't no slouch because his daddy's name is Randy. Joe Burrow went from probably not being drafted to the first overall pick in the draft. 
what Joe Burrow did this year against all of those teams in the SEC. They played my Longhorns in the second week of the season, and I told somebody, I told my boy EJ this, if you can stop LSU for like the first few drives of a game, you better score all three times because once LSU figures out what it is you're doing, they make some tweaks, and they are off to the races. If you saw the beginning of that game, they were down 17 to 7, and Clemson looked like they had solved LSU's offense. And then, just like that, game over. Look at what LSU did to Oklahoma. Bruh, he threw seven touchdowns in a game. He had eight total because I think he ran one in too. They went into Bryant Denny Stadium, which is Alabama Crimson Tide, roll tide. And dropped 45. The closest game that they played all season, I believe, was against Auburn. And Auburn has a lot of NFL prospects on their defense. So, understandable. Everybody else, destroyed. Like, they beat the dog mess out of Georgia in the SEC Championship. The game was never close. The game against Alabama wasn't close. I know the final score say 45 to 40 or 45 to 42. It wasn't that Close. Oh, my God. I've never seen anything like that. Now, before we get out of control, do I think LSU, this team, is going to go down as an all-time historical great team? Probably so. Do I think this LSU team could beat some of the other all-time great teams? No. Do I think that they could beat the 2004 USC team? No, that 2004 team was better than the 2005 team, but the 2005 team had two Heisman Trophy winners on it. So, of course, people tend to point to that team, but I think the 2004 version was better. Do I think that they could beat the 01 Miami Hurricanes? Hell no. Do I think that they could beat the 2005 Texas Longhorns? Hell no. Do I think that they could beat uh, the 2008 Florida Gators? Hell no. That team was loaded. You hear me? loaded um hell I don't know if they would beat some of the Alabama teams in the past that had them them crazy suffocating defenses um I I understand we're prisoner at the moment but when I take a step back and look um yeah I mean they're gonna go down as one of the all-time great teams but I wouldn't rank them above some of those teams I named um yeah I just wouldn't that's me. Y'all can say I'm crazy. Whatever. Hating. Call it what you want. Whatever. Um, what else has happened, y'all? Uh, oh, I, I heard this today. And y'all know I, I try to listen to First Take and Undisputed every day. I listen to Get Up, or I watch Get Up um, with Greeny and uh, Marcus Spears and Dominique Foxworth and Stephen Age on the show sometime. And um, what was the coach's name? Rex Ryan. I try to listen to them because they give good takes and good analogies and stuff like that. The one, so y'all know Undisputed, that's where Skip Bayless is at, him and Shannon Sharp. When it comes to basketball, I usually don't listen to nothing Sh- or Skip has to say because if Skip don't like you, Skip will make up some crazy stat. Well, not make it up. It'll be a real stat, but he'll harp on that stat to say why you aren't as good as as you are. And most of the time, a lot of stuff Skip says I disagree with. 
The one thing that I love to hear Skip talk about is or issues of race. Because Skip seems like the type of person that if you heard black people say the N-word, he'd be like, you know what? I can't be over here because I don't want to hear that word. That's just how it comes off. That's that's me. But Skip is on this whole thing about Luka Doncic, who is, you know, the new flavor in town. Um, he's basically averaging a 30-point triple-double. He's averaging 30, 10, and 9, or 10 and 8, something like that. Basically a triple-double. And... Skip said something the other day, and it kind of was like, uh, Skip, you're probably hating. But then when you see it two, almost three games in a row, you kind of like, mm, Skip might be on to something. So Skip was of the – he said, I don't see superstar in Luka, not yet. It's only his second season in the NBA, but Luka's been playing professional basketball since he's 15 over there in Europe. There's a picture, um, his first real – technically his first official NBA game – was in 2016 when they played the Thunder, and it was like a picture of him where he's 16 years old standing beside Russell Westbrook. So it's like, oh, wow, he's been around that long. But this is his second official NBA season. So Skip said, watch him in the fourth quarter and watch how he disappears. And he's like, he doesn't make big shots when you need them. And I was like, uh, you're probably being judgmental. But then the day that Skip said this, they played the Denver Nuggets, and Luka didn't have any points in the fourth quarter. And he just had a bad game. Then they played the Lakers two days later. Or it might have been a back-to-back. I think it was two days later. And Luka had a, another bad game. Like, the Lakers were up by 20 most of the game. Then the Mavs made a run, and Luka wasn't in the game. They got it down to 10. Of course, the Lakers took a timeout. They have all the momentum. I think LeBron goes to the bench, Luka comes back in, and the Lakers end up going up again by like 15, 17 points. Game never got closer than than that 10 points. Um, And then he did it again the other night where he just had a bad game. Um, I know it's only his second year, so I think he's going to get better. I don't know how much better he's going to get offensively, but hopefully he gets better defensively. And, of course, y'all know, whenever there's a white player in the league, doing it like just doing folk they love to compare that player to Larry Bird because Larry Bird is the best white player to ever play in the league and it's not even close don't argue with me about that Larry Bird was a bad man in the words of Stephen A. Smith but let's pump the brakes folk Luka Doncic is not Larry Bird Larry Bird got in a fight with Dr. J because he was talking so much junk to Dr. J. Larry Bird won three MVPs in a row. Three. That was why Magic was in the league. That was why. That was when uh, Jordan was in the league. Kareem was in the league. Um, whoever else was in the league. Charles Barkley was in the league in the 80s. All of them guys. All of them. And Larry Bird won three of them things in three consecutive years. That's hard to do. Ain't nobody – it's only been done, I think, like three times in history. I think it was Bill Russell. I think Wilt Chamberlain won three in a row. And Larry Bird, that's it. And Larry Bird is white as they get. Larry Bird uh, messed up his back fixing his house, out there cutting his mama grass and stuff. Like, Larry Bird is white as they get, and Larry Bird was a bad joker. So let's pump the brakes on the Larry Bird, you know, conversation. But um, and then Tracy McGrady said something today, and I I I think I agree. 
He said John Morant is going to be the rookie of the year, which I wholeheartedly agree. He's like, he's going to win an MVP, and at some point he's going to be the best player, best player in basketball. And I don't feel like he's lying. Ja can already shoot. His handles are out of this world. He got bounced. He sees the floor. He sees the plays. Got to get a little better on the defensive end. But I can see John Morant being the best player in the league, you know, at some point in his career. Um, yeah. So let's pump the brakes on the Luka conversation um, with Larry Bird. Let's let's see it some more. Let him make the playoffs first because he ain't made the playoffs yet. So we'll see. Um, and I can't – I don't think there was anything else really that I want to talk about. Um Oh, oh, real quickly. The Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid partnership in Philly, we need to go ahead and cancel that. One of them got to go. And if I was Philly, I would probably get rid of – I probably would get rid of Joel Embiid. Listen to me, y'all. Listen to me. I know Joel Embiid is one of the best big men in the game. But Joel Embiid can't stay – well, his knees, I don't think his knees is going to let his career be as long as it should be. And I think for Ben, because Ben is scared to shoot, at this point I think he's just scared to shoot. Um, and Ben doesn't have that that takeover mode in him, like, at all. Like, he, he doesn't have it at all. Like, I know we compared – I know we compared him to LeBron when he first came out because of his skill set and how tall he was. But even early on, LeBron had that, hey, give me the ball, get out of the way. I'm about to just go ahead and end this. Ben Simmons ain't got that. Like at all, like I don't, I don't see it. I think this is what his third year in the league now. Well, fourth year technically, but third year playing. Um, he still can't shoot a jumper. He still looks to pass first, and he doesn't have that. You know, give me the ball and get out the way. I'm about to take over mode. He don't have that. Um, but I think Ben Simmons could be effective if you put three shooters around him and then somebody in the middle that they can slow the game down with. Um that they can slow the game down with that doesn't need a bunch of touches. Like, Joel Embiid needs touches. And I think because of his health, I wouldn't look at him long term. But if you put Ben Simmons with some shooters and, for instance, a player in the mold of somebody like a Kevin Love who can get rebounds but can also stretch the floor, Ben Simmons might look like a legit, you know, real good player. And he might be able to carry that Philly franchise. But him and Joel Embiid, yeah, I'm I'm kind of over it. Like when those games come on TV, I don't even want to watch because Ben Simmons runs down the court. Somebody throws a pick, he throws it into Joel, and if Joel can't score, he throws it back, and then they end up shooting some terrible shot. Like I don't think they're going to the NBA Finals. I think their best chance was last year, and Kawhi said, "Nah, we're gonna end this." Um, and we know that the Eastern Conference goes through Milwaukee because that dude up there in Milwaukee, it's a bad boy. And he's still getting better. He ain't got no jumper either. He ain't scared to shoot him, though. And he been making them. So I think that whole experiment in Philly, yeah, we can probably go ahead and scrap that. Like, y'all holding on to dear hope, but let Joel Embiid go somewhere else. Like, I don't know where, but let him go. So, like, let him go to Portland or something. Do you imagine Joel Embiid with Dame Lillard? Oh, oh, God, Jesus. Dame Lillard would have he, – he'd score and look way better than he already does because now he got somebody in the middle that can legit score and it don't always have to be him and C.J. McCollum. Um, so, yeah, 
I I would go ahead and end that partnership. Um, but that's just me. I mean, I'm not a GM, but I feel like I could be a GM in the NFL and the NBA because it's not hard to build a team. You just got to know what pieces fit and what don't. You got to know your players. Um, so, yeah. Um, but this is the first episode of Clutch Time with Mike on the mic for 2020. Um, I'm going to be back on it. I'm going to stop playing. I'm going I'm, I'm to get back right. Um, but this has been the first episode. Um, we'll definitely be back with another episode, man, probably sometime next week after the championship games are over. But um, it's 2020, y'all. Let's go be great. Not good. Be great. All right, now.